Hey everyone, this is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart Coach, welcoming you to the podcast that helps entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. My mission is to free you from the struggle of how to bridge faith and business as a God-centered entrepreneur and to equip you to pursue success God's way. When that happens, we experience the joy of building a fruitful business that honors Him and serves His people. So let's get started. Good morning, everybody. So are you ready to dive into this topic, a famine of the word? So you probably hear my dog barking in the background because she's a little bit psycho and uh, somebody came to the front door. So she is screaming and yelling, but hopefully it's not too crazy, uh, her noise. So anyway, welcome to our Weekly Dose, our Hustle with Heart podcast. I have a fantastic topic for you guys today, and it's inspired by the latest Elevation Church worship service. I listened to the Elevation Church podcast, and this week's topic was called Thought Bubbles. And something that Pastor Furtick said just stuck with me. And this is what he said. There is a famine for the word in our world a famine for the word, a famine for needing to know the Lord in our world today. And I'm going to take a leap and say that that also means in our businesses. There is a famine for the world in our businesses. And as you know, this is exactly why I believe God's put it on my heart to share about my hustle with heart journey and how to pursue success God's way. But what does the word say and what does what does this famine mean? So let me share with you what I think, um, what I feel in my heart this famine is really meeting. And then how can we show up as God-centered entrepreneurs, as kingdom entrepreneurs to feed the world through this famine? For me, it means that there is just such a drive to make it happen. As my coach Dawn always says to me, the world is noisy We've talked about this before. It's sort of like trying to get all the radio stations to um, to be quiet so we can tune in on that one, right? And there's such a mantra of making it happen, right? Secondly, I think there is a, a blanket disregard or judgment for those who are on God's path versus the world's path. I know I've experienced this. I know I've talked to many others who've experienced this and that when we are on God's path, that looks a little different than what the world expects business should look like. And I think there's a disregard for that. I think there's a judgment around that. And I think that flies in the face of Jesus's first commandment to love each other. But we'll talk more about that in a second. I think there's a, a need for peace and calm and joy in doing business, that it doesn't have to be trudgery, that it doesn't have to be driving and striving, that it doesn't have to consume our lives, that it doesn't have to take up every minute of our life, that yes, it takes work, but that it doesn't have to be so constant that we sacrifice everything for it. I believe there is a need for courage to do it God's way. Um, you know, they say that life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Well, if you're an Enneagram three, that's me, achiever. If you are an achieving personality, if you are known as the type A, 
and you know that about yourself, it is your comfort zone to operate that way. And so I believe there is a need to have courage over comfort, to have courage to surrender that to the Lord and know and have faith that even though you can't see what he's going to do with it, that he is truly going to bless that obedience and the the fruit will multiply. I believe there's a need for encouragement. I believe there's a need for acceptance and love that I don't have to agree with everything about your business, but I can look at you through Jesus's eyes and love you the way he loved you and know that maybe you're doing the best you can. And maybe the encouragement or the uplifting or the joy or the love that I feel like we need in the world um, can make such an incredible difference. So how do we do this? Well, I have a bunch of scripture for you. So I hope you have your pen and paper out. But if you don't, and you're listening to this on the podcast, these scriptures will be in the show notes as always. And certainly I'll be posting them on my Hustle With Heart coach page. So let's start with what I believe is the number one food for this famine. And it is love. It is love. In John 15, 12, Jesus says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. Backing up a couple of chapters in John 13, 34, he says, so I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So how are we showing up in love? How are we loving people even when they don't believe the same things that we believe? How are we loving people even when their journey looks different than ours? You know, there is a saying in many businesses and and, and life to love people where they are. But can we do that? Can we do that? And I think our challenge as human beings is what gets in the way of us loving others is expecting others to be following what we're doing, expecting others to have the same beliefs and expectations and standards, et cetera, that we have. And I'm not talking about moral standards. I'm just saying our standards in general. And we do a lot of judging. We're going to talk about judging in just a second. I just want to remind us that part of the reason that Jesus was so under fire from the religious elite and the establishment is that he was willing to go through Samaria. He was willing to talk to the prostitutes and the lepers and the tax collectors. He was willing to have a Samaritan woman bring water up out of the well and give it to him. These are the people that the world said should not be counted, should not be associated with, but yet Jesus loved. Now we know that we won't be perfection until we're in heaven, but can we not see that we can love others. And in our businesses, we get to do that. We get to do that in how we do business and how we serve and how we treat our teams. So I want to make sure you understand, I'm not just talking about love outside of business. We can show love in our businesses. So what is that pebble that blocks up the hose? Well, I believe that pebble is judgment. I believe that we are very good. And listen, I'm raising my hand right here at judging others. We're very good at looking at people and groups of people and placing judgment on them. This happened to me recently. Um, 
I believe that we are very good as humans at judging because we are fallen and we live in a fallen world. And quite honestly, that's where, you know, the enemy wants us is judging each other. Um, but I think that we cannot make sweeping generalizations about people. I think that we have an opportunity to not be kept in the box of being hypocrites as Christians. We can do better. So let me give you some scripture around judgment. So in Matthew 7, 1, Jesus says, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard in which you will be judged. He goes on to say, why worry about that speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? He even says in verse five, verse five, hypocrite, First, get rid of the log in your own eye, and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So what is he saying? Ultimately, God is the judge. Actually, ultimately, Jesus is the judge. And we take it upon ourselves to be judging. We judge people when they don't buy from us. We judge people when they don't reorder from us. We judge people when they don't do business the way we do it. We judge people when they're not willing to follow a system. We judge people when they're following a system, but they have too much head trash. Like this is what we do and, and it's human, but what if we could elevate that and not judge and allow Jesus to be the ultimate judge and go back to what we talked about before, love. Love. Let me give you another scripture, which is Ephesians 4, 29. I love this. This is in the New Living Translation. It says, do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let us be the leaders that don't speak in those ways. Let our tongue not be a weapon, Right. Let our, let our um, Zach, uh, Pastor Furtick was talking about, like there are some thought bubbles that need to stay in the bubble and not be popped and said out loud, right? So let's be conscious of how we're saying things. Let's be conscious of how we're encouraging and praising and recognizing, right? But then in Proverbs 8, I love this also. Proverbs 8, 5 says, you simple people use good judgment. You foolish people show some understanding. Listen, on any given day, in any given hour, in any given five-second increment, I'm a simple person and a foolish person, and so are you. So let's use good judgment and let's show understanding. This will help to feed and get rid of or begin to eradicate the famine that we find ourselves in, all right? We get to do that as business people. Okay, the last thing that I want to share is um, let's live in the truth. Let's walk in the truth. And this is what it says in 1 John 3, 18. Dear children, let's not merely say we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God love people where they are. And let's not just say we do it, let's show it. How do we show that in interactions? You know, I reach out to other people who are in the same space that I'm in. And someone that I greatly admire, Brian Dixon, uh, he was a guest on our podcast. He's an author. He's um, a podcaster, an entrepreneur, etc. He posted the other day that, um, so I'm going to paraphrase that, you know, often he's looking to collaborate with people in the same industry as him and they say no. Well, 
you guys, we all have something to offer and we all have a path and we all already have clients and customers aligned for us by the Lord. So there is no competition. So let's not just love each other. Let's show it. Let's show it how in our actions, how we treat our clients. Let's show it how we treat our team members. Um, if you're in network marketing, your upline, your downline, your sponsor, whatever, uh, other business owners, like let's show that love through our actions. And in Ephesians 6, 7, these are the last three verses that I want to give you, which is all about working for the Lord and not for men. Ephesians 6, 7, work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. In Romans 8, 31, he says, nothing can separate us. This is the section. Nothing can separate us from God's love. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? There is a famine for the word in the world. And I believe it is the same in business. I believe that that's why there are so many outlets for talking about faith in business. Mine happens to just be one of them. And I'm so grateful for those of you who are following and subscribing to this podcast. I'm grateful to the guests that we have coming up. And we have some amazing guests coming up. I'm grateful to those who tune in. I'm grateful to those who say, your book made a difference. Your words make a difference, whatever that is. But God is for us. And therefore, nothing can be against us. And I know that sometimes on this walk, that it can feel like, the world is against us, that it can feel like we are on this walk alone, but we never are. But we get to be the key to eradicating this, this famine. We can't do it alone. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. But if we can love the way Jesus told us to love, if we can stop judging and allow him to be the judge, if we can work as to the Lord and not for man, then nothing can stop us but we can stop this famine that is in business and help people bridge faith and business. That's what the Holy Spirit gave me today. I would love to know what you think. So please leave us a comment in the Hustle With Heart Coach page or uh, in the podcast. I'd love it if you'd go there and not just subscribe to the podcast, but leave a review because that review helps us to build even more credibility for the incredible speakers that I really want to line up for you for the fall. And another big announcement. Here it comes. I am bringing the book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart to Life in a live webinar series. It'll be kicking off in late September. Um, it is going to be about eight hours of content. We'll meet weekly. And I can promise you that the price for this webinar series is a fraction of the true value of the cost of the time and the tools and et cetera. So please be on the lookout for that. But as always, if there's a way that I can serve you as the Hustle with Heart and Health Coach, through coaching, through health coaching, business coaching, whatever, I'd love to be able to do that. And I want to thank you for tuning in and thank you for finding ways to bring faith and business to life in your business. Have a fantastic day, everybody. See ya. 
Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast. I pray that it brings you value as you build a business that honors God and serves his people. If you find it valuable, please leave a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. For all things Hustle with Heart, visit my website, erinharrigan.com, where you can connect with me about personalized coaching, find the podcast, as well as my new book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart. Follow me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart Coach or Instagram as Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur. I'm praying for you, friend, that your business will serve others in a greater capacity than you could ever imagine.